0: More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and
1: carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, going on a guilt trip. Are you struggling with unhealthy guilt? Tired of never feeling like you measure up? Or. Not being able to forgive yourself for past mistakes will help you receive God's peace. 877-573-7825 says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve it.
2: More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant
1: Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak.
2: I'm Lisa Popchak. And
1: today on More to Life, going on a guilt trip. That doesn't sound like a very fun trip at all. I don't want to
2: book that one. <laughs> I, I, nope. I'm canceling that without yeah. any 24-hour notice. Yeah, really. Done. Oh.
1: Well... <laughs> Eric Ooh, seems to have, agree. sound effect
2: now. Wow, okay.
1: Well, <laughs> Thank if, you, Eric, for, for chiming in. Now. If you're struggling with unhealthy guilt, you're tired of feeling like you never measure up, uh, or not being able to forgive yourself for past mistakes, even small ones, we want to help you receive God's peace. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 573 Seven, eight, two, five. Let's
2: talk about how this might be affecting you today. Do you beat yourself up when things go wrong or when other people are unhappy, even if it wasn't your fault? Do you tend to dwell on past mistakes, even little ones? Do you feel oppressed by either your own or someone else's high standards and struggle with feelings like you're never quite good enough? Maybe you have a hard time forgiving yourself. Or find yourself worrying if you've committed a sin, even when others tell you you haven't done anything wrong? Or do you know someone who's struggling with this and you want to help them? All of these things are examples of unhealthy guilt. Let us help you cancel that guilt trip and come back home to God's mercy and love and that's Amen. a much better place to be
1: and you know when we think about uh unhealthy guilt a lot of times as catholics you know, we, we think about you know um not, not being able to receive god's forgiveness when we confess to sin and those sorts of things but but it's really broader as, as you were just sort of pointing out in the questions you were asking um you know we experience unhealthy guilt when we feel like you know i'm not a good enough fill in the blank you know, uh, I'm a not a good enough mom. I'm not a good enough husband. I'm not a good enough wife. I'm not a good enough provider. Whatever. Uh, when when we feel like you know there are these standards, either it's our own standards or somebody else's, and we never can live up to that. That that's unhealthy guilt too. Yeah. Um, when we flog ourselves for you know having said the wrong thing or committed some faux pas, you know it's 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 it was awkward, but it's hardly a capital crime and we can't let ourselves off the hook for it all of those things are examples of of unhealthy guilt that god does not want us to live in so if you're struggling and you want to find peace and stop beating up on yourself let's take let's talk it out 877-573-7825 of course if someone you care about is struggling with those things we want to help you help them 877-573-7825. If you're listening to the More to Life podcast, you can also shoot us your questions via email that address questions at moretoliferadio.com.
2: And I'm glad you're again mentioning if you know somebody who's going through this, because sometimes as a friend, as a loved one, we can see somebody kind of destroying themselves with this. And I don't even mean in some radical way. I mean that it's eroding their capabilities who they feel they are you love them you see everything they are or can be and they're just not seeing it and you want to be able to help them with that so whether it's you or it's someone you love let's really connect you with god's grace and mercy today and you know greg i think you know forgive me for bringing in such a pop culture reference but i think whether you or a person who saw the movie or have just seen the clip run on every social media thing for the last 6 months or so the the Barbie speech that America Ferrera does with you know what it's like to be a woman mm. it, it's such it's such a a condensation of what we're talking about here where everywhere you turn you might meet one expectation, but you don't feel like you've met another expectation. You might have handled all the things that day, but that one thing that you didn't handle gets to you. And as I watched that speech, ad nauseum, it's a great speech. Don't It, it really is. Whether you like or approve of the movie or not, that speech is a great speech. I sat there and said to myself, yeah, but men have to go through some of this too. And I think you really pointed to that. You know, are you a good enough provider? Are you a good enough husband and father? Are you a good enough human being? Are you a good enough son? I think we all, I know we all go through this at some point in our lives or on the daily or in some way because Satan, you know, Satan wants us to feel awful because when we feel awful about ourselves we don't recognize the god within us and it steals all of our joy, all of our energy, all of our passion, all of our ability to serve the lord well.
1: We're talking about unhealthy guilt today on our show titled Going on a Guilt Trip. Let's let's cancel that trip and find ways to come home to God's peace and mercy. Give us a call at 877 573 7825. You know, particularly um Tragic and and I think you know heinous place where we where a lot of people do feel guilt is when we set boundaries. You know our intention is to try to have a healthier relationship with somebody, and so we say, hey, you know, would you please stop doing that and do this instead. Uh, or, you know, I, I need you to kind of look at this part of our relationship. And that's and then especially we feel guilty true.
2: Like we feel guilty, but that's especially true if the person that we're setting those boundaries with has some toxic traits such as narcissistic tendencies. Mm-hmm. They will turn that on us to get what they want and they will Barrage us with things that make yeah. us feel even more guilty.
1: So this unhealthy guilt It's not just about you know uh, scruples or work or, or committing a particular sin or whatever. It's it's any th- unhealthy guilt is any Guilt that you feel that prevents you from Doing what you need to do to be a healthier holier person and have healthier holier relationships uh, and if you're struggling with Any of those sorts of things, whether you beat up on yourself when things go wrong or when other people are unhappy, even if it's not your fault, if you dwell on past mistakes, uh, if you if you struggle to set boundaries because you feel guilty when you do and people make you feel guilty when you do or you feel oppressed by your own or someone else's high standards and struggle with feeling like you're never good enough uh, or any of those things. Let us help you cancel that guilt trip and come home to God's mercy and love. 877 573 Seven, eight, two, five. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. And if you're not sure what that is, um, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years, um, every Wednesday, uh, where he looked at... How we could discern God's plan for living a more abundant life and have healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully reflecting on God's creation, especially our bodies.
2: The theology of the body reminds us that in all things, great and small, God is calling us into deeper union with him. When they're rightly ordered, our feelings, as a gift from God to our bodies, help us to facilitate that communion. Rather than guilt being something to avoid altogether, healthy guilt is God's way of letting us know that we've done something to remove ourselves from His grace. It's meant to be an early warning signal that alerts us to a problem and points us back to practical ways we can restore our connection with God and others. In a sense, healthy guilt makes us feel hopeful. And points us to proactive things we can do to heal the damage our actions may have caused to our relationships with God, others, or ourselves. But as with all feelings, Satan sometimes twists healthy guilt into something else. If our experience of guilt doesn't point us towards a clear way back to healing the injury we caused or restoring communion with God and others it makes us if it makes us feel like we're wallowing and worrying that feeling isn't guilt at all something called scruples
1: that's right and you know we tend to think that scruples are just the fear that i haven't confessed my sins properly but but more broadly speaking Scruples represent the unhealthy neurotic sense of hyper-responsibility and, and guilt that makes it hard for me to forgive myself, or let go of mistakes, feel I'll ever be enough, or even just set boundaries in a healthy uh, to make my relationship healthier. You know, it it makes me feel like um, I, there's nothing I can do. Right? Scruples are feelings of guilt that that offer no path to healing, and cause us to turn in on ourselves. Healthy guilt, like you were just talking about, Lisa, defined as the loving correction of the Holy Spirit, always points us back to healing and helps us feel hopeful in the face of our mistakes. Healthy guilt can be a gift, but only if we embrace those experiences of guilt that give us a clear way forward and repair the connections that we might have damaged by our actions. You know, But we need to learn to tell the difference between healthy guilt and scruples so that we can tune into the voice of the Holy Spirit and reject the voice of the enemy as we seek to respond to all the challenges we face in a fallen world. So give us a call. Our show today is titled Going on a Guilt Trip, and we're talking about those times when we feel guilty and we shouldn't, either because we've set boundaries, because we're trying to work for the good of another person or the relationship, or because we feel like we can never measure up to our own standards or somebody else's, or we keep beating up ourselves for past mistakes, even small ones. We're here to help. 877-573 seven eight two five let's take our concerns to the lord then we'll start taking your calls in the name of the father Father, and the the son Son,
2: and the holy Holy spirit Spirit. Amen. amen
1: lord jesus christ we come before you and we recognize and acknowledge our brokenness but even more importantly we acknowledge the depth of your mercy that there is nothing we could do no sin we could commit no mistake we could make that would be ever bigger or deeper or wider than your abundant love and mercy and so we ask you now, Lord, to have mercy on us and, and to help us to receive that mercy well so that in the face of our mistakes and sins, we are able to feel hopeful and realize that your Holy Spirit is calling us day by day, step by step, into deeper communion with you. Help us to embrace that process and reject the unhealthy guilt that causes us to hold back from you, that undermines our efforts to cooperate with your grace and makes it harder for us to be the people you call us to be. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name and of the, the Father, Father, the, the
2: Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Pope St. John Paul the Great.
2: Pray for us.
1: Today on More to Life, going on a guilt trip. <laughs> if you're struggling in any way with unhealthy guilt, or if you care about somebody who is, let's talk about it and find some ways to cancel that guilt trip and come home to God's love and mercy. 877-573-7825.
2: Let's talk now with Father Dwight, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Pennsylvania.
1: Father Dwight, welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out?
3: Hi. um, So about a week ago, a a mother of a 32-year-old man came to me looking for some advice. And um, her and her husband have had trouble with their son. He's 32 years old. Um, they have kicked him out of their house before because um, he's been very difficult. Um, so he was homeless for a little bit. Uh, they took him back in uh, recently so that he wouldn't be um, homeless during the winter. Uh, they plan to kick him out again <clears throat> because of his behavior. So they were coming to me for advice. They're at their end with, with him. So uh, they've... He, They've tried to get him into counseling and things like that. Um, he resists that. He doesn't talk to the counselor. He doesn't go anywhere. Um, so, See, what is he a, does was, he
1: Oh yeah, i was just going to ask: you, Is he is he an addict, or is there mental health problems, or kind
3: of what? That's the? that's the strange thing that doesn't make sense. They say that I think he has. It sounds like he has a mental health problem. There doesn't seem to be mm-hmm. any drugs or alcohol involved. Um, he can't hold down a job because of anger. They said so. Hmm. Uh, they came to me, and um i I recommended the book that you guys have the um having adult conversations and all that mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with the, um and then I also uh, because I had recommended that to before, I actually distilled it down for her, and I said, um, what you gotta do is you gotta you, um, for." <laughs> I basically advised them to do what you advise people a lot because I've listened to thousands of your episodes, uh, which was, I said, you've got to, first of all, take away all the screens. It sounds like he might be addicted to the screens, the TV screen, the the internet and all of that. And, and then to just say to him when he wants it back, say to him, we would love for to talk to you about this. However, until... Um, we can have a serious conversation about our relationship and how it can get better. Um, we don't want to, we're not going to go there. We're not going to let you do this. Um, and so, the, and I said, you've got you've to be loving and tough, and um, I said, you, you've got to express your affection. I get the sense that the parents have been pretty um, demanding over the years, and kind of probably have a spirit of belittling him, and I think he's Kind of responding to that. Anyway, what your advice worked, and then so on Saturday night he started to open up in a way that he never has. Uh, so on Sunday morning they brought him the the father brought him to church and wanted me to talk to them after mass. So <clears throat> I kind of feel a little out of my league now because like he's opened up, but now it's like what what has happened. What I sense in the father is. I can sense by what he was saying in, in his eyes that they heard a lot of things they didn't—they weren't ready to hear. So I think the parents are hurt by things that were said to them, and and I think they kind of reverted back into this um, this mode of like you need to do this, you need to do this. And yeah. during this conversation that I had with them after mass, um, he even said, "See." Um, look how thin he is. I have to go buy him food. Um, He didn't show up to my daughter's wedding, uh, which really hurts me and all of this. So... And he just he just clammed up and and wouldn't even talk. He would, I'd ask him the question, and he would whisper his name to me or something like that. So,
1: so anyway, are you just looking for some uh, just because we have to go in about three sure. minutes here. So, is there anything is, is there something specific that we can help with, or do you want to just sort of comment in general on on if, the situation? Yeah,
3: if you could comment in general on on like, I mean, I, I guess I just feel a little out of my league here. Sure. I, I, yeah, you know, I need to be able to connect him to the uh I, i'm already aware of some of our resources in the area but i good. just how to get from where he's at now to there yeah
1: okay no you know you've done some tremendous work here you so far i gotta I mean, say
2: can i just thank you father for caring so much and being so diligent for your for your parishioners i mean thank you you're such a gift yeah, to all
1: yeah i really am grateful uh, and and good 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 job getting things started what Amazing. i would say what i would suggest for, for you is, is i think the most important thing is for the for the parents to be getting some help right now some 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 counseling help for, for them because you know they they don't know how to support their son and it would be great if the, if their son would be willing to come with them and they could do the, some family work um, but even if he didn't they really need to be getting some professional help to figure out you know how to process their own stuff how to how to move things forward you know when you were giving them that support they were able to kind of follow through with something for the week right but then all the old habits die hard so without regular support and and you're just not equipped to to give them that that level of of help or the skills that they need and so i think the best thing you could do at this point is really point the family uh, the parents to counseling uh, so that they can learn how to both set boundaries but leave the but do it in a way that allows them to um, leave the door open to healing you know because what so often happens is you know we get frustrated because, you know, our adult child has done these, this terrible thing, and so now I'm going to set this limit, I'm kicking him out, and then I feel bad. So then I let them back in, and then I, they do something else that makes me angry, and I kick him back out again, and there's no real plan, right? It, what, what needs to happen is that the parents kind of need to be able to say, w- what is he capable of doing? And, and you know, And so, for example, you know, he's capable of going to regular counseling. will help him get there. He's capable of looking for a job, even if he has a hard time holding them down. He's capable of at least, if he can, when he's home, contributing to the well-being of the house, helping with cleaning, um, you know, helping w- run the home in some way, You know, do errands. Uh, there are certain things that he can do, and if he can do those things, then he can be home. And if he can't do those things, then he can't be home. You know, but, and these are just examples. I'm just going to pull things out of the air here. But but the point being that, that it's not just, you did a bad thing, so now you have to go, or now we feel sorry for you, so now you can come back. It's, it's here a plan that you need to work to get better and if you're working that plan you know even with significant help from us then you can stay if you can't then we need to send that send that message that says you know you're not working your plan so you can't be here And that's where the the professional counseling would come in, because they need to understand what he's capable of, what he's not capable of, what you know, if he has a mental illness, what does that mean in terms of his behavior and their expectations, you know, what are reasonable limits to set, how can they kind of keep them up even when they feel a little guilty, Um, you know, all of that. So I I would say that the most important next step is to connect the parents with those local uh, family counseling resources. If if they can get their son to join them, so much the better. But I think either way, if they get started there, then they'll be able to to know best what boundaries to set and how to approach them and how to how to process the things he tells them. Father Dwight, I'm sorry we don't have more time, but I want to thank you again for the interventions that you've started. I want to thank you for your sensitivity to your your parishioners' needs and your willingness to kind of get in there and and really walk with these families. And if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to call us here or shoot us an email through catholiccounselors.com. Thanks again for the call. And we're taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825, about unhealthy guilt. Uh, are you struggling with, uh, you know, the, the guilt that comes from feeling like you're letting people down, or setting boundaries, uh, or any of those th- past mistakes that you've made that you can't let go of? If you're, or if you care about somebody who's wrestling with those things, let us help you there too. Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. That's eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. More to life will continue with your calls in just a minute.
2: I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time gradually quit going. It's not as scary as I thought it was. <laughs> it's a much more warm and open place, and God really is about love.
4: It's not about the rules and the things that I remember as a young child. It
2: really is about the love that God has for each one of us that's so um, deep and wonderful.
0: If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org.
1: This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. Are you longing to hear God's voice? Lord, Teach Me to Pray. The free Ignatian Prayer Series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Click on the red box. Order the Lord, Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com.
2: Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Going on a Guilt Trip as we talk about unhealthy guilt. Is someone making you feel guilty?
2: somebody on your case? Is somebody never happy enough with the things that you try to do? Is somebody manipulating you by trying to make you feel guilty by not being enough or doing enough? or maybe even just existing unhealthy guilt is not the kind of guilt that leads to a deeper relationship with christ your best self or other people it's the stuff that rips us down steals our joy steals our energy and just makes us feel like less of who we are in god and if somebody is doing that to you whether that's a family member, somebody in the workplace, somebody from your past and it's still in your head, or maybe it's just yourself, give us a call today and let us help you connect with God's grace and his healing. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Of
1: course, if someone you care about is beating themselves up and you're not sure how to help them. You know, the kid who feels really guilty because they didn't do as well on the test as they wanted to. But it's not leading them to study harder. It's just leading them to beat themselves up or any similar situation. We want to help you cancel that guilt trip and come home to God's love and mercy. 877-573-7825.
2: We want to send out congratulations to another member of the EWTN radio family, Carolina Catholic Media. 1270 a.m., serving the greater Charlotte area, is celebrating four years with us this week.
1: Wonderful. Congratulations to David Papandria and his great team at Carolina Catholic Medium from your friends at EWTN Radio. Folks, wherever you're tuning in to EWTN Radio, make sure you're supporting your local EWTN Radio station, certainly with your prayers, but also with your financial support, so that we can keep EWTN Radio going strong for decades to come and keep supporting you in living a more faithful and abundant life. With that, we are taking your calls about guilt today on more to life in particular unhealthy guilt. And you know, as we were mentioning earlier here, healthy guilt is that loving correction of the holy spirit that makes us aware of a problem but simultaneously shows us a way forward for healing that problem. You know, John 3:17 reminds us that Jesus didn't come to condemn us but to save us. And any godly experience of guilt is always going to point us to concrete steps we've got to take to heal the damage that our actions caused. If we're feeling guilt in the absence of a clear path to healing, we might be experiencing that unhealthy guilt we're talking about. And we want to help you be delivered from that oppression of unhealthy guilt today on More to Life. The number is 877-573-7825. If someone laying a guilt trip on you, making you feel like you're not enough for them, not doing enough, not measuring up, Setting boundaries when you shouldn't be, whatever. We want to help you overcome that unhealthy guilt and start living a more confident, peaceful life. Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five.
5: Catholic
2: Connection with Teresa Tomio. How are we treating God? Are we treating him like a magic wand, a rabbit's foot, only going to him when we need something? The results if we don't stay in a relationship with God, and I know this from personal experience much of the suffering that I had in my life has been brought on by my own stupid mistakes we have to have God front and center of our life every day as Father Michael Schmidt says we're all called to be saints we have to stand up and fight we can't just grab God when we need something he's not a slot machine putting coins in then pulling the one arm band and expecting to win a big prize we have to have that relationship with God so we can truly do his will and be truly happy so follow him Not just once in a while, but every single moment. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio, Weekdays,
5: 9 a.m. Eastern, on EWTN Radio.
0: What does the Church mean when she speaks of social justice? The Catholic Catechism says society ensures social justice when it allows associations and individuals to obtain their due. Social justice can only be accomplished by respecting the transcendent dignity of man. In other words, society exists for man. Man does not exist for society. The person, says the catechism, represents the ultimate end of society, which is ordered to him. By refusing to recognize the inherent rights of the individual as endowed by the Creator, a society undermines its own moral legitimacy, according to Pope John the Twenty-Third, Respect for the human person stems from the principle that everyone should look upon his neighbor as another self. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. What does it mean for a dad to be poor in spirit? According to scripture scholars, the man who is poor in spirit is profoundly aware of his radical dependence on God. Men often struggle with this idea. Many of us have been raised to believe that it's a virtue to be self-sufficient. Boys are taught from toddlerhood that they're sissies if they ever need their moms or dads too much. This world tells us, blessed is the man who takes care of himself and minds his own affairs. But this attitude is completely contrary to the message of Jesus. In the words of Pope Francis, when the heart is rich and self-satisfied, it has no place for the word of God. Catholic dads, do you know what it means to be radically dependent on God's help to be a great husband and father? To learn more, check out my book, Be Datitudes: Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit catholiccounselors.com.
2: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Our show today titled Going on a Guilt Trip. Is someone laying a guilt trip on you, making you feel like you're not good enough or you did the wrong thing, even when you feel like you did the right thing, or making you feel bad for trying to set boundaries to create a healthier relationship or encourage them to be healthier, or for that matter, you know, just, just dealing with the, the beating up on yourself past mistakes we want to help you cancel that guilt trip and come home to god's grace and mercy and love 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573-7825
2: let's talk now with our next caller who's listening to ewtn radio in missouri
1: hey there listener welcome to more to life what can we do for you hello Hi, what's up?
5: Hi. Hey, um, it's kind of a long story. I don't know how much they breached you before you answered my call. Well, I,
1: I saw that you have um, two adopted daughters, and, and the oldest one tried to yes. commit suicide about six years yes. ago. That That's we all have, I've got.
5: Okay. We adopted our daughters at birth, and they are now 24 and 21, and it's been a journey. Um, our oldest daughter was very, very, very close, to my mother, and when she passed, we knew it was going to be very traumatic. She's had mental health issues that we've dealt with all of her life, Um, but she finally cracked about six years ago. She left us a suicide note, and she took my husband's truck and debit card, and um, I learned real fast (laughs) with the police that you can charge 50 cents or $5,000, and the penalty for prison is exactly the same. So we were using our card to track her um, where she was at, and we were able to find her when authorities could not. But in order for us to save her, and I know going to my grave, we will have done everything possible to save this child besides praying for her. and we've seen a psychologist and, and counselors through all of this but um 17 years to the day that we were in court adopting her we were in court signing our parental rights away to give her to the state so that we could focus on the mental health health aspect instead of the crime aspect because she would have then had two felonies on her record and she would have never been able to get a car a place to rent or anything and so we felt like that was our only choice. We never, we never deserted her. We stayed in contact with her. We are with her every single day. We poss- you know, we possibly can, but that uh-huh. just goes against my grain. We tried for 13 years to have a baby, and I was never raised. You never give your children up, and I know it was to save her, but I just, I just can't forgive myself.
1: Where, where, where are things now?
5: Um, she lives locally, and um, she has embraced wanting to go back to her original counselor and psychiatrist and and that was on her will and it has to be on her will um mm-hmm. she has gotten back on medication but she she just she just struggles she can she can keep it together and, for about two weeks and then okay. she'll start making bad decisions and she goes into a sure. spiral all over again
1: and, are, and you're still you're still in regular contact with her
5: um oh every day
4: every day
1: uh-huh I see. So she when you say that you're having a hard her. time forgiving yourself, what what are you struggling to forgive yourself for exactly? The 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 the, the termination I of parental to, rights. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, obviously, and it's an incredibly incredibly painful, and and I I can completely understand why that would be a traumatic situation for you. Um. I so I have two things that I want to say. That the first one, you know, I, I, I well, I want to give you some encouragement, and then I want to give you a suggestion for how to move forward here um you know as we were we often share on the show you know love means working for the good of another person and sometimes that means doing hard things you know making them responsible making them accountable for what they've done making them face the consequences for what they've done um setting boundaries that that they don't like that, that are even extreme, like the, what you described here, as a, because that's the only thing left you can do to save a person. You know, to love somebody doesn't mean always making them feel good. Uh, sometimes it means making them feel bad, because they need that. You know, in fact, um, St. Ignatius of Loyola talks about you know, what he calls consolations and desolations, and, and consolations are those movements of the Spirit that lead us closer to God and help us um, be more of the people God calls us to be well sometimes consolations can feel awful for example when i do some, when i commit some sin that separates me from god and he allows me to face the consequences of that he allows me to feel estranged from them from him he allows me to to go through the the suffering that i've caused with my own actions as a way of bringing me back to him you know he, he's not he doesn't wish those bad things on me he wants a good relationship with me but because i'm stubborn and willful and i i, I want to do my own thing um, that's the only way he can show me what happens when I choose my own way, and and it makes me want to come back to him because I see what a mess I make out of my life when I try to live it without him. Um, you know, so it's the same sort of thing here with what you've described. I know there's a lot more to the story that we don't have time to get into. I, I'm, I, but I, you know, you you obviously you love both of your children, um, and you've even though you had to go through that really traumatic experience of terminating your parental rights with with your oldest daughter You, you still stayed in contact with her daily you're still supporting her you're still a part of her life you made hard choices out of love out of the desire to work for her good and see that she would experience what was necessary to experience to bring her back and you're seeing it bear some fruit not nearly the fruit that you'd like but you're seeing it bearing some of that fruit now what I would like to suggest to you is the same thing I was I was suggesting to our previous caller, Father Dwight, who was asking about about a parishioner who was dealing with a very serious uh, problem with their adult child. Um, I would really, you know, you've been focusing a lot on your on your daughter's mental health issues, and I don't think that you've had enough time to really kind of focus on taking better care of yourself and getting yourself to a better place. Because you know the, what you described to me in this short amount of time, it's all traumatic. It's traumatic for you, and and I think that it's important to kind of make some time to talk with a good faithful professional who can help you let go of that guilt. Um, see what needs to be done moving forward. Uh, you know, really connect with that part of you that, that needs to know, you know that you did what you did out of genuine love for your daughter, that you never abandoned her. Um, you, you, you've stayed in contact with her and to really do the healing work that needs to be done because you can say all this stuff to yourself you know, you could download the podcast and play it on a loop uh, and hear me say these things over and over again, and, and it, sometimes it won't sink in, especially if there's trauma. And I think what you've described here is a traumatic event, and, and there's a part of you that's having a really hard time forgiving yourself and, and, and letting that go. So as much as I want to be able to give you this encouragement and, and hope that that encouragement absolves you from any of those feelings, I know from my work with people that that's probably not going to be enough. But I would like you to try to do your best to take what I'm saying to heart um, and if you're struggling to accept it, then, then it's time to really seek some help for yourself to to work through the trauma that came from all the things that your daughter put you through um, and learn how to he- let that healing message of God into your heart and recognize that everything you did, you did out of love, which again, meaning the desire to work for her good and invite her to be her best self. Uh, and even though those were hard things that you had to do, I mean, tremendously catastrophically hard things, um, they were done with the right spirit. So let, uh, so really, if you, if you have somebody that you like working with locally, that you've worked with in the past, reconnect with them for you. If not, then reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com and let us help you find faithful ways to let God's grace and mercy into that hurting part of your heart to, to heal that trauma uh, that 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 comes from what you've had to do to really love your daughter.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that it's so important that what you're saying, Greg, is that it's parenthood or loving someone in any situation does not always look like a Hallmark movie or a Hallmark card. Sometimes it's doing really, really hard things because you love that person enough to be able you know, to to say, I'm going to have the strength to do this, but it drains our strength. It makes us feel torn up. It traumatizes us. And I I absolutely agree that you deserve to have some time to really go through this with a faithful counselor. That's going to be an important part of it, that the person be a person of faith and can really help you through this and understand the goodness in what you've had to choose to do. And I think that will also begin to give you perspective on how to continue a healthier relationship with both of your daughters, especially your oldest daughter, as you move forward and help re-empower you after all this time of just pouring out.
1: I'd really uh, love for you to check out a copy of our book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, because it's, it's a book about boundaries uh, and really uh, what it means to set healthy boundaries and, and wh- why that is loving. And again, that's God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. If we can support you in a more personal way, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com and let us, we would love to help uh, you kind of heal this, this, this trauma wound that, that comes from the things you had to do Uh, to try to love your daughter through all of her struggles thank you so much for the call 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573-7825 our show is titled going on a guilt trip and we're talking about those times when either other people are making us feel guilty for some reason or we're just beating up on ourselves and can't stop we're here to help 877-573 7825 As we head out to our break it's time for our scripture of the day which comes to us from Romans chapter 8 verse 1
2: Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus
1: This is a really encouraging verse but it's also one that's really hard for us to wrap our heads around because we do often feel unhealthily guilty and we feel condemned because we broke the commandments, or we committed this sin, or we disappointed God or somebody else in some way, and, and we feel a lot of condemnation. So when St. Paul says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, we like, we're like, well, that sounds nice, but how do I actually get there?
2: Now, of course, the first step is the sacrament of reconciliation. That's what's going to give you the grace to be able to know that Christ forgives you and experience that grace and forgiveness.
1: But I think the key to understanding this verse is, is understanding the difference between condemnation and conviction you know the holy spirit convicts us not in the not in a legal sense but in the sense of where he says hey greg you kind of blew that here's what i need you to do to make it right and when i see that i i, I come face to face with my failings but i also have a sense of hope that lets me know if i could just do this and and take those steps and say those things i can make this right through god's grace and that makes me feel good I, i'm convicted but i'm not condemned and that's what living in christ jesus means god is always convicting us in that sense of i can do better i am yeah, it's, made it's for sort more. of a
2: zing to the heart it's mm-hmm. like the holy spirit sword you know
1: you were made for more. our heart
2: and saying you can do this yes. you can move more and it gives us that that energy to say i'm going to pursue greater wholeness and holiness
1: whereas unhealthy guilt just makes you wallow in the brokenness and in the mistakes and that's where satan wants you to be So that's what condemnation is, and that's why, according to St. Paul, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. With that, we are taking your calls about canceling that guilt drip and coming home to God's love and mercy, 877-573-7825, we'll be back in a minute.
3: He was a doctor of the church and one of the most famous saints of all time. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Augustine is honored for his immense contributions to theology, but he balanced his genius with humility. Once declared, it was pride that changed angels into devils, it is humility that makes men as angels. He died in 461. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Right now, as you know, America, Catholic Church, really the Western world is being shaken.
1: Let me read this passage, Hebrews chapter 12 beginning at verse 25, we'll go to 29.
0: The writer to the Hebrews says, His voice shook the earth at that time, but now he has promised
1: I will once more shake not only the earth, but heaven. That phrase,
3: once more, points to the removal of shaken created things so that what is unshaken may remain. We realize that nothing is fixed, everything seems to be in flux. And that's the, what God's people need to be immersed in Scripture. Because there we come across the unchangeable and the unshakable God.
5: Cresta in the Afternoon with Al Cresta. For Eastern on EWTN Radio.
0: We are the pro-life generation. Passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health ministry providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com.
2: Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body?
1: Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there.
2: Thank you for joining us on More to Life today on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Going on a Guilt Trip which is absolutely no fun at all, so we want to cancel that trip and help you come home to God's love, mercy, and peace. 877-573-7825. More with the sound effects, okay. Eric is on it today. (laughs) Let's talk
2: now with Dara, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio.
1: Dara, welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi, thank you
4: so much. I'm going through a divorce right now with my husband of... Eighteen years, and we have three children. Um, one is off in college, but two are in the home, um, and they're just dealing—you know—with this process in different ways. Sure. I think we all are.
1: Um, How old are they?
4: So my youngest is eight years old. He's probably okay. um, you know going through the most, i um, say, mm-hmm. stress with it. Um, and then my sixteen-year-old is also in the home, and I think. You know, they're kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum with um, like understanding and, uh, and resentment, you know, towards me or towards the situation. And I think right now, um, the guilt that I feel is just, you know, I, I stayed in the marriage for so long because I, you know, I believe in marriage forever and, and you know working through things. But it really just became over the last several years a very toxic environment. And not healthy, and I saw some negative, you know, um, impact to myself, my children, um, my mental health, uh, my oldest daughter's lonely counseling as well out uh, in college. So I think if if there's anything or advice you could give to, you know, to me
1: um,
4: to kind of help continue.
1: Um, and what are you trying to do to help help them deal with it and, and, and yourself at this point? What, 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 what are you doing right now, So just so you know where to start?
4: Um, well, so this has been going on for a, a little while, but I've, I've been living um, with my mom, so I'm not in the, in the home with the children, and that's been very rough. Um, and my 16-year-old is not coming around um, for about a month or so, and uh, really doesn't have any communication with me. And my eight-year-old, um, I think I'm kind of on the weekend. Um, this is sort of a schedule. So your husband,
1: situation. your husband has custody of the children, then?
4: No, there's no, there's no. I mean, we're kind of in the beginning, so there's no custody or anything like that. I'm just kind of but at his he's list right the, now.
2: he's uh, the parent in the home, and you've left. Is that right?
4: Yeah, and that's a lot of the guilt, to be honest. You know, I I had asked him. You know, we talked about the horse and stuff obviously in a not so healthy way but i asked him to leave he he refused several times so i i had to leave um it was just you know constant arguing and uh, getting violent um so a a lot of the guilt is that i i left right like i left the home and my kids don't understand that and um while i tell them you know i I try to communicate with them all the time my eight-year-old doesn't really have a way to communicate with me unless it's through you know his father
2: calling me, which he doesn't do. Um, so, and yeah, I have to ask, Dari, it was getting violent. Is he violent with your children?
4: No, um, it's
1: just really between the two of us. Um, so. And have and had you ever call, contacted? I'm just trying to get the full picture here. Have you ever had you ever contacted the police or filed a protection order or any of those kinds of things in the face of that violence?
4: Yeah, yeah, that's. Um, both of those things have happened. He actually filed a protection order against me. Um, so that's, you know everything is going through court, but it's just you know he's kind of dragging his feet and extending the dates and things
1: like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, okay. It's well, I mean, and and the most the most important thing I could suggest to you at this point because it's somewhat of an unusual situation is is making sure that you have a counselor yourself that you're working through this with, so that you know how uh, do you have somebody regularly you can talk to to figure out how to reach out to your kids? Um, because, you know, I the guilt that you're feeling is coming from that sense that, that you see that they feel abandoned by you and, and that you're not and it's and it's hard to make them understand why you left and perhaps didn't take them. Um, and I understand, you know, if you're in a violent situation, you, you have to protect your life and your health. Um, but there 's a lot here that 's going to be hard for them to process, especially if if they 're living with your your uh, soon to be ex husband um, because he 's going to be kind of controlling the narrative um, and without regular without some kind of regular contact with them you 're probably going to lose them in the end time so So I really want you to be seeking some professional family therapy help even if you 're the only person going to family therapy right now. Because you're going to need to know what, what can be done here to reach out, um, how, how you can maintain some kind of a relationship with, with the kids, especially with the eight-year-old not having any kind of real contact. You're, you're, and I want to go back to what I was saying before about the difference between condemnation and conviction. You know, Condemnation is when we recognize that there are problems and we wallow in them. Conviction is when we recognize that there are problems, but we make a plan for dealing with them. I want you to really be praying every day, Lord, what's one small thing I could do today? To reach out to my kids, to heal this relationship with my children, to show them that I'm still here for them, that I care for them. What are What's one small thing I could do to make that connection? Even if they're rejecting it, you showing up and being there for things, You you, you know, whether that's their games or a concert or whatever, you being a presence in their life. It's going to be important for them to really see that you didn't abandon them, that you haven't left them and it's going to be i mean with the circumstances being what they are it's going to be hard for to fight that message but but that's that's what you're up against and so uh, you know yes there are very real problems but i want you to not feel condemned but convicted i don't want you to feel like you know i this situation is hopeless i there's nothing i can do and and i'm a terrible person or any of that none of that helps right feeling convicted means we had serious problems that we had to deal with i i did what i had to do to protect myself and my and, and my health and my safety Um, And now what can I do to heal my relationship with my children? What's the next step I can take? So that conviction of the Holy Spirit helps you identify the next thing you can do each day to try to build some connection, to let them know that you haven't left them, to, to let them know that you're still a presence in their life so um i, I that 's where I want you to be focusing in your prayer life, but I think that it 's going to be important for you to be getting that professional help um, in family therapy even if you 're the only one going because most family therapists do something called systems theory, which means that even if you 're the only one working on the relationship, there are things that you can do to change the system and and that that uh, that that family therapist can coach you on how to do that so that that 's your next important step, Dara. Thank you so much for the call, but really focus in on that idea of the difference between condemnation and conviction. Condemnation is when you see these very serious problems you're going through and then you beat yourself up about it and you say, there's nothing I can do and it's all hopeless and woe is me. Conviction is when you see these very serious problems you're going through and you make a plan and you pray about, Lord, help me know how to respond to this in a way that will glorify you, help me be my best self and work for the good of everybody involved. And what can I do today to make that happen in some small way? And if you're doing that every day, then you'll still feel that sense of conviction, but you won't feel that sense of of condemnation. Thank you so much for the call, Dara. Um, we've only got a couple of minutes uh, to, before we wrap up the show, so I just, you know, as a way of kind of bringing things together, you know, all of us feel guilt all the time, and and if that guilt is motivating us to take positive steps to heal an injury we committed, to to make a, a plan to do better, um, then then that may be healthy guilt, and and we can tell the difference between healthy and unhealthy guilt in that healthy guilt always gives us a clear vision of what the problem is and a clear way forward with it because the holy spirit convicts us but doesn't condemn us he gives us the conviction to change the conviction to make things better but he doesn't condemn us unhealthy guilt on the other hand is anytime we feel oppressed by how bad things are or how i can never measure up or i did this thing and it's never going to get any better you know we look at the very serious problems that we're in and we allow those things to stop us from seeing them as opportunities to grow, to make plans, to cooperate with God's grace, and to move forward, we just end up being stuck and wallowing and feeling powerless. That is unhealthy guilt, and that is not something that God wants for any of us. That is the condemnation that Christ came to deliver us from. So when you're facing these challenges, the most important thing you can do is not give in to that unhealthy guilt and wallow, but bring that situation to God and say, Lord, teach me how to respond to this in a way that will glorify you help me be my best self and invite the people around me to be their best self too so that even in this situation even in the face of my mistakes i can build your kingdom and cooperate with your grace if you'd like to learn more about overcoming that tendency to beat yourself up check out my book broken gods hope healing and the seven longings of the human heart that's broken gods or learn more about how we can accompany you personally through the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful professional to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life in the light of God's grace. That's CatholicCounselors.com. And get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because you know what? With his grace, there really is more to life.
0: You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek.